Hi, welcome back to So Yellow, a weekly podcast about our experiences as female Asian Americans. I'm Helen. And I'm Cindy. With it being Valentine's Day season, this episode is all about love, red flags, and all things relationship related. So if you're listening to this at the time we post this episode, Valentine's Day was yesterday. So, Cindy, what are you doing for Valentine's Day this year? So, okay, I don't know about you, but Valentine's Day is not that big for me. Maybe because mm-hmm. I haven't done anything in the past, like, 20 years. <laughs> but particularly this year, Valentine's Day is, like, the same weekend as uh, Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. So for me, my <laughs> focus is all on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... On Valentine's Day day, I don't think I'll be doing anything like with my partner. On Sundays, I have to work in my parents' restaurant, so uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's what I'll be doing. I wonder if it'll be busy because like couples ordering takeout, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how romantic. <laughs> yeah, I I think like when we had a restaurant, I did notice like there would be couples who would have dates at our restaurant. Yeah, I, I think just, like, growing up with a restaurant and, like, in the restaurant business, mm-hmm. I feel like my brain works differently. It's, like, thinking about what holidays are busy uh-huh. and, like, preparing for that and not, like, mm-hmm. focusing on celebrating the holiday. So, yeah, that's my Valentine's Day plans this year. What about you? So, I'm going to be snow tubing. It'll be my first time going to a ski resort. Ooh. Yeah, I've also been watching a lot of Terrace House lately, and it's, like, the season when they're in the cabin, and, like, they just go skiing every day, so. Yeah, it looks so cozy yeah. and, like, fun, you know? It's got me, like, yeah. really excited. Because, like, before I was, like, I hate the cold. I don't want to be outside. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. So would you say Lunar New Year is kind of, like, your Valentine's Day? <laughs> um, This year particularly, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I'll see my partner mm-hmm. <laughs> on well, uh, Chinese New Year, but mm-hmm. um, in the past, no. But also, like, Chinese New Year changes, like, the date changes every year, right? Mm, so yeah. I would say no, but I think they're completely different to me. One is, like, family, and one is, like, relationships. Okay, I know that a lot of people say, like, Valentine's Day doesn't have to be, like, with a significant other. It can be, like, with your girlfriends, like, your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you can do self-care for yourself. But I think just, like, the way it's portrayed in media, like, my whole life, I always thought about it as, like, with a significant other, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, my whole life, I had, like, no Valentine. And that day was just, like, so cringy for me. Like, uh-huh. I, like I didn't do anything. And then in the, when you go to the grocery store, you, like, see all the, like, Flowers, teddy bears and yeah. um, chocolates. And you're like, oh, my God, I wish someone would buy that for me, you know. But, like, why can't you buy it for yourself, you know? <laughs> you don't need anyone to buy it for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think it's so, like, romanticized in media. And, like, it's just another day, honestly. Like, on Valentine's Day, all the restaurants are so packed and booked. Mm-hmm. It's, like... Dude, you could go any day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In high school, did you have people who were like wear red and like bring flowers and for their girlfriends? Yeah, people would do gestures for their partner. Okay, it's usually like the guy doing it for the girl, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember there was this one couple. They had been dating for a while, and the guy. Okay, so in, in my high school, we had four blocks, so like four classes every day. And so he scheduled like a gift to be delivered to the girl in each class. And it was so cute. I was like, oh my god, why won't someone do that for me? But yeah, it was so cute. And like, I just, I really like acts of service, right? I think that's uh-huh. my number one love language. And so like the fact that he like picked out like different gifts and like scheduled it and like i just thought that was so cute and like i like gestures like that and i've always wanted it but like i don't know like i feel like you know you can't expect it all the time from everyone especially like it's so like one-sided i feel like people expect the guy to do all these things but Mm -hmm. then like i feel like you don't see girls doing these yeah acts of service or like whatever do you think guys like these things or do you think they would be like taken aback like cringy I, I obviously 
can't speak for guys or like all guys, but I think they don't care as much, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of them might not expect anything. Okay, so for me, like, my friend that's a boy <laughs> um, doesn't like gifts. And so I remember he like didn't give gifts because he didn't like receiving gifts. But I like giving gifts and, you know, kind of receiving them <laughs> too. And so I would get sad, but it's just like different priorities. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think guys would hate it, you know, but I don't think they care as much. I don't know if that's because of like their nature or if it's because girls have a higher expectation for it. You know, we're like... Mm condition like seeing this in the media like this is what guys do for girls and like Mm -hmm. if other guys do this for their girlfriends like i want my boyfriend to do this for me type Mm -hmm. of thing oh so it's kind of like taught to us like you see oh this guy he's showing that he likes the girl by giving her gifts yeah so and then yeah i guess guys don't really see that I wonder if on the flip side if girlfriends like spoil their boyfriends if they think that they like owe the girl because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it should it should be the other way around. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that many people to, like, ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a guy, message us and let us know if you care, if you like it when girls do these things. I, I also, like, haven't really talked to that many guys about this. But the two guys that I have asked, like, I think neither of them really like gifts. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them, like, really especially doesn't like gifts. He's like it just turns into junk <laughs> like, like is that their main reasoning for not liking it because Th- that's like implying that the gifts aren't good or useful <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah he was like i already have like everything i need so mm. yeah i don't know i guess it's like a very minimalist mindset i think the people i've talked to they think that gifts it's like you feel indebted to someone. Mm. You feel like you owe them later. Like, it's like it should be an equal exchange, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes if it's from someone that I don't like and they give me a gift, I'd rather not have it. Yeah, because then I feel like I'm indebted to them. And they're like the type of people that like keep track of these things. Yeah, that's a red flag that we can talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of red flags, <laughs> what do you think are some of the biggest red flags in a relationship? Okay, so I feel like I've, like, the very first guy I've ever talked to, he had, like, the most red flags I've ever, like, seen in someone. <laughs> Have you seen that meme? It's, um, like, all these red flags, but lucky for him, red's my favorite color. <laughs> yeah, that was me <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think he was, like, also very insecure, so he needed, like, validation. And then to get that validation, he would, like, try to get me to be jealous, and then getting that reaction from me, like, gives him a feeling of validation. And then I was also kind of, like, I felt like I was, like, trained to become jealous because, like, I remember, like, the first time he was, like, oh, this girl, like, other this other girl messaged me. Like, I, I didn't really, like understand i was like oh okay because like i've never it's never happened before i didn't really know how i was supposed to react Mm. but then i don't know i guess he would be like oh like aren't you jealous like and then i'm like oh i'm supposed to be jealous like oh wait what he said that yeah like he would purposely say those kind of things what the heck yeah this other time he he like sent me an old text from his ex-girlfriend from like a while ago and it was like oh i'm gonna come visit you and he, like, cropped out the dates, so I, like, didn't know when that was. And then he sent that to me. He was like, oh, this girl, blah, 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 sent me this message just to, like, get a reaction out of me. What the heck? This has to be, like, the most insecure, manipulative guy ever. I know. Yeah, just, like, other times, like, I would talk to my guy friends, and then he would be like, oh, do you like him? Like, are you gonna, like, get in a relationship with this guy? And then since I was, like, the first kind of like the first guy I talked to it kind of like set the precedent like I was like oh is this like how relationships are supposed to be like there's this like so much games and like yeah I, I just like can't believe people like that exist and how do they even get people you know <laughs> mm-hmm. he was also 
a lot older than me. And yeah, so I feel like he used that to his advantage. Yeah, so two, like some of the things you said brought up like two themes amongst my red flags. So one is that I feel like a lot of red flags from a partner stems from them being insecure. I feel like almost all of these, like you could tie it back to them behaving this way because they're insecure. When I was compiling my list of red flags, I was like searching online and thinking of my own, but I feel like you'd think that red flags are pretty obvious, but oh, I, I guess maybe what I was thinking is that, like you said, you don't have any other experience. You don't know what is normal and like what to expect, like what is the normal expectation. And so, like you said, it set the precedent for like your future relationships, right? So like, I'm not trying to say, like, my red flags that I'm going to say are, like, so mind-blowing, like, oh my god, like, look out for these, but I'm just saying, like, these aren't normal, and you don't have, even if they are quote-unquote normal, like, you don't have to settle for anything, because, you know, you can choose who you want to be with, and, like, if something doesn't sit right with you, then it doesn't sit right with you, like, you don't have to justify it by society standards, and if you don't like it, then leave, you know? I feel like also with red flags, we... Like, when we like someone, we just want to naturally make excuses for them. And so, yeah, like, I remember I would keep doing that, too. And then he would also be like, oh, but my situation is different. And then when in reality, it, it like, made no difference. Like, it, his behavior should not have been tolerated. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's not easier, or it's easier said than done to, like, just straight up, like, leave someone just because you see one thing, right? Like, there's time involved, and, like, you're invested, and, like all these things but i wrote down the a red flag for yourself to be aware of is like don't ever justify someone's actions if they're not okay with you like don't put the blame on yourself if you don't like it then confront it and if nothing changes then it's probably never going to change and so you shouldn't settle for that but yeah i have a long list (laughs) of red flags it was very hard to condense but this is in no particular order But one thing is, like, if they don't let you hang out with your friends or the people you want to hang out with, or they make you feel bad about it, like, Mm -hmm. spending time with others and not them. And I think, like, for some people, they want to isolate you so that you basically have no support system around you so that you end up depending on them. And I think this stems from a place of insecurity because they want you to depend on them because they want you to need them and, like, stick with them because you have no one else and so yeah that's just super toxic because what if it doesn't work out you know Mm -hmm. you should never neglect your friends or family for a partner it should be like you have this ecosystem around you you know like everyone is a lot like you should i don't think it's healthy to even spend that much time with like one person and not anyone else but yeah yeah i agree with that what's next on yours (laughs) (laughs) oh the next thing is gaslighting so you know, like how you have, you hear words and you think you know what they mean, but then if someone asks you to define it, you like can't or it's kind of hard. Well, mm-hmm. that is what gaslighting is for me. Like, like I didn't really know how to define it, so I looked it up. So mm-hmm. if you don't know, the definition is to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. I feel like this is a little bit harder to spot and it could happen over a long period of time like in little spurts and just like very minor ways but it just like builds and it makes you question yourself and like maybe I'm the one in the wrong like oh maybe I caused this and I'm the one that's like at fault here or like that's bringing Mm -hmm. us down you know and so I I think it's a really like sticky situation to be in but that is definitely a big red flag to me Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like this stuff also applies to not just like romantic relationships, just mm, like everyone, yeah, yeah. like family members, friends, Yeah. So another one that I have is just like really extreme highs and lows, like with the first guy I was talking to, like there'd be periods like we were com- like really good and then like something really small, it would like get really heated and it's dream and then i don't know i remember like one day i just like i was in school and i just like couldn't focus at all because of this one little thing and then yeah and then he would also like like since i didn't want to talk and i don't know like it was just like i just needed some space and he would like use his mom or he would be like oh my mom's like really sick and like 
use that to get me to respond and like, yeah, because then, I don't know, I felt like a bad person if I didn't reply. Yeah, I can't believe I put up with all of that (laughs) bullshit. How long did you put up with it? Or how long did it last? I think it was like, I think we talked for like at least a year. Oh my gosh, that is some intense manipulation and like he probably has a lot of issues. This is like some Andrew and Kelly from Blink Empire. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, exactly. You're Kelly, congrats. Um, so another red flag that I thought of is if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, whether it's physical or psychological or in terms. Okay, so I think another thing that ties into this is like rushing into a relationship really fast if you're not on board or if you don't want to move so quickly. I think they like if they don't respect these th- like boundaries that you have in place and they don't respect you as a person because those are your wishes, you know, mm-hmm. if they can't respect that, then that just like predicts the future in my opinion. Yeah, so I remember, like, I don't know, if, like, you don't have to do anything. Like, you shouldn't feel pressured in your own relationship. Mm-hmm. And I I have felt this in the past, and I, I felt so stuck because I was like, oh, why am I like this? Like, why am I not on the same page as them? Like, like you feel bad because you think they're doing this out of, like, love and care. Like, oh, they like me so much. Like, why don't I do the same back? But if you're not ready, then you're not ready. And... That's just something you can't help. Like ready to get in a relationship? Yeah. Or just to, I don't know, do anything. Like like the next phase in the relationship? Yeah, yeah. It could be like, an example could be like moving in together mm-hmm. or like just all these things that you should be on the same page about, but then mm-hmm. they want it faster or they want it and you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very hard to navigate that. But I think it's good to like spot it out early. And I feel like it's not a good thing to expect them to change in the future. If you don't like it, I think you should, like, what's the saying? Pick it in the butt? Nip it in the butt? <laughs> like, right then and there? Like, if you just, like, bury that, then and then it'll come up eventually, you know? You can't expect them to change. Like, oh, maybe, like, soon or after this, they'll improve their ways and whatever, but... You can't change someone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't think it's pick it in the butt. <laughs> nip it in the butt i think it's nip it in the butt (laughs) but also like i can make up my own sayings (laughs) it'll be an urban dictionary (laughs) yeah Yeah, you heard it first here from cindy (laughs) yeah yeah i think i've also experienced this with this toxic guy that I talked to. I feel like all of my <laughs> stories are going to be from that. Yeah, I remember one time he just, like, really wanted me to, like, tell my parents about him. And I was like, no, I literally will get kicked out of my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, relatable. Yeah, he like, bring it up, like, every week. Like, yeah, it was just really stressful. <laughs> and then the next relationship, like, my partner, like, he never pressured me. Yeah, so girls, if you ever feel pressured, if the guys pressure you, or boys yeah just like don't give in just because you feel bad yeah also what you mentioned earlier about like having high highs and low lows that made me think of something so like i feel like a lot of people when they're in a really bad place and their relationship is really rocky them thinking about those high highs are honestly what keeps them in the relationship and like prevents them from breaking up because you keep thinking about those you know Mm -hmm. like you cherish those memories you don't want to like quote-unquote like throw them away or like waste that time but you just have to think of the lows sometimes because if you get married like it's you're bound this trend is bound to continue and you shouldn't settle for all these low lows you can have lows obviously like i think every couple fights or like has disagreements like you're not gonna it's not gonna be sunshines and rainbows like all the time you know but you should definitely have more highs than lows and maybe your lows can be like mediums (laughs) not like (laughs) lows (laughs) yeah because life isn't it's not just like highs and lows like there's like moments of peace like after you get married and like have kids and stuff i feel like if it is like usually a bunch of highs and lows it's just gonna be a bunch of lows so another one of mine is an absence of trust okay so i feel like so far i've just been like shitting on like (laughs) the first guy i talked to but i am okay i've also like not been like the perfect partner i feel like since i experienced like that first 
toxic relationship. I feel like I did bring baggage into my next relationship. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were a lot of moments where I just, like, felt like I couldn't trust the person. Like, I didn't have a reason to not trust them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is this too perfect? Like, there has to be something wrong. Like, <laughs> like after what I experienced before. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, really unfair for me to, like, I don't know. Well, I feel like most of the time, like, I kept it inside of me. But, yeah, definitely not fair for the other person for me to, like, judge their character by my last relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's very mature of you to be cognizant and introspective and realize that you were doing those things because that's like half the battle, right? Like knowing mm-hmm. that you did something, like owning up to something you did, right? Because no one's perfect. And I'm not saying like, oh, I don't do any of these things and I've never done anything wrong, but mm-hmm. you just have to learn from your mistakes or just be cognizant of making potential mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I think if anyone listening to this, like if you're always just like, paranoid of like where your partner is like who they're hanging out with sometimes like okay sometimes it could be them like i don't know maybe they're doing something sus but at least for me like i think it stems from like a deeper problem from like my history and so yeah good to think about that yeah that's a good point to not automatically blame and like point fingers at the other person i mean there could be a chance right like that's they're giving you a reason to worry and feel anxious and like not trust them but you also have to look Mm -hmm. at yourself like is this something that is stemming from my past? Like, did something cause me to be this way and feel this way? Like you said, like, your past relationship. But yeah, like, don't be so quick to blame and point fingers, right? Yeah. Okay, so my next red flag is something that's also a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) It's when the person doesn't apologize for what they did. They say sorry that you feel that way. That, Mm -hmm. like, makes me so mad. Oh, my God. I've had this happen to me before where I brought up why I was upset. And they said, like, I'm sorry you felt that way. Or I'm sorry you felt annoyed by what I did. And I'm like, no. Like, I want you to apologize or at least recognize what you did, right? And if you're saying, like, the, the way they worded it, it's like, you're not sorry for anything. Like, this is no apology. And, like, I don't feel any better. Like, I feel more angry, honestly. And it just, like, makes me judge the person and see them in a negative light because, I don't know, that's just not how you handle conflict. And I feel like that's a form of gaslighting and making them feel like they're in the wrong and they did this and they should be the one that's Mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah, I never thought about that before. But, like, when you say, I'm sorry you feel this way, it's, like, something, it's, like, your fault for feeling this way. Yeah, for example, like, I'm sorry you got offended by what what I said instead of saying, I'm sorry for what I said and how, in turn, it made you feel, right? Like, this doesn't have to be relationships it can be friendships or even your family or anything like be cognizant of that like that is not a genuine apology in my opinion they don't feel sorry and if they don't feel sorry they're probably not going to learn from it like that quote-unquote mistake or that experience do they like add on to that or was it just like well they said that and then i refuted and was like (laughs) no you don't feel sorry for this I'm still upset because you, like, I don't think you actually recognize why I'm upset, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will just want to say sorry to diffuse the situation and, like, kind of put out the flame and just, they're just like, oh, why are you upset? Like, I just want to make you feel better by saying sorry. Like, they think that's, like, the magical word, right? But if Uh you don't recognize why you're saying sorry and, like, you don't actually feel sorry, then it doesn't mean anything. Like, sorry is just a word, but I think actions Mm -hmm. speak louder than words. You know, you have to see if they change, in the future but if they can't even like apologize in a way that's like satisfying i guess like it just it doesn't sit well with me because their actions is more of a long-term thing like how they behave after this argument or whatever mm-hmm. but sorry is like in the moment it's like the first thing mm-hmm. yeah i think I can't remember if it was anna akana but she was talking about how like people who will say sorry for the same things over and over again and how that's like a form of manipulation Yeah, I feel like a lot of people say sorry and then never change, but it's like, were you even listening? Like, are you even sorry? Because nothing has changed. And saying sorry doesn't fix anything, in my opinion. Like, if someone didn't really say sorry or, like, didn't have the best apologies, but they acted on their behaviors and, like, actually changed and improved themselves, then that's so much better to me than hearing the word sorry all the time. Because if you think about it, like, the fact that you're having to say sorry all the time is bad and like a red flag because why are you fighting all the time and you a lot of times it's about the same thing you know it's very repetitive and it's like why is this 
issue coming up so frequently. Yeah. Like, if there's a problem and, like, it's your fault, like, sorry is only one of the steps. Like, you have to, like, understand why what you do is wrong. And then, yeah, I guess, like, communicate that. And then you also have to not do it. Yeah. Another thing is, like, I feel like sometimes I'll apologize, say sorry for things when it's, like, not actually my fault. And I do this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even in relationships, like, even at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just we feel bad and we want to take some of the blame. And sometimes you just think that's what people want to hear, you know? Like, it'll make them feel better if you just say sorry. But, I don't know, I feel like I have gotten better about that. I'm like, I don't actually feel sorry, so I'm not going to say it. (laughs) But this is only, like, a recent thing. I think the first step is being cognizant and realize that we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay, another thing I have on my list is communication. I've had this problem before where I, like, if I'm upset about something, I'll just keep it inside until I can no longer contain it and it just bursts. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just all comes out. And I I was, like, thinking, like, why do I do this? And I think it might be because my parents, they never communicate their feelings or talk about their problems. I feel like usually it just turns into a big fight. And, yeah, I also feel like when I did bring up problems to my parents, like, maybe it just wasn't ever acknowledged. So it was just like, oh, if I talk about feelings, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but, and like, one of my partners, he, one time he was like, yeah, if you just, like, like keep doing this, like, we might not work out. And... I don't know, I would always, like, do the, the give them the silent treatment if yes, I was upset. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Call me the silent treatment queen. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I could ignore you for days. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think I'm, like, I read into things a lot. Like, I, I feel like I overthink, like, oh, this person wrote a period, like, <laughs> oh, upset. <laughs> yeah, but, like, some people, they take things very literally, like, if you tell them that you're not upset, they'll think you're not upset. Like, like I wish I was more like that. <laughs> but yeah, I just be honest. It makes everyone's lives easier. I yeah. was a lot happier when I like didn't keep it on and just told them. Yeah, I can definitely relate. Like, mm-hmm. I think it is like maybe we are the way that we are because it's kind. Of, it was kind of modeled to us in our households. Like, mm-hmm. our families just don't talk about their feelings. And so it's, it, like, to this day, it's very uncomfortable for me to talk about my feelings, like, with, <laughs> yeah. like anyone or, like, my parents especially. But I think as a general theme, like, it's so much better to just talk out your feelings with anyone. Like, if you're just any emotion, like, talk it out with someone because you'll instantly feel better. I think, like, for me, even if I have, like, a personal struggle, like, it's it doesn't involve anyone. It's just, like, myself. But then I keep it in and then like I'm sad about like I'm sad internally, but then I put on a face or a front, like like act happy and talk mm-hmm. normally to people, but then that just builds and builds and then you're like a ticking bomb <laughs> and then one day mm-hmm. it just like com- like explodes. And no one needs that because I think when that happens you kind of project it onto others. Like you're having a ter- like the worst day ever, and then you treat someone poorly, and they don't understand why, and it's mm-hmm. not it's nothing that they did. It's not their fault. It's just like you are going through something, and sometimes that's not communicated, and so then they think they did something wrong, and that's like a whole cycle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I used to watch a lot of like Korean dramas, like Boys Over Flowers, and I've noticed that like a lot of the times when there's like conflict, the girls will just keep it into themselves yeah. and just put on a bright face and like act like nothing's wrong and so maybe that had some influence on me too because i was like i don't know i guess i wanted to be like in my own korean drama (laughs) (laughs) oh i see (laughs) i did not think that that's where i was going but okay (laughs) i think another thing is that we don't want to burden people with our Mm -hmm. problems or our emotions like because think about it like if you're okay it's usually a negative emotion right you don't go to someone because you're like listen helen i am so happy today right like you go to someone because you're feeling a sad or a negative emotion and so you Mm -hmm. don't really want to project that onto someone because when you go to a friend and talk to them and you're like crying or like you're sad the the mood like you don't want to like bring down the mood right but it kind of just naturally does like they're not going to be like all smiles and whatever it just becomes more serious and like I think for me, a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't know when the right time is to bring it up because it's like, oh, we're having fun at this event. I don't want to just make everyone sad or like be the 
quote-unquote like party pooper but like i think a lot of it is like burden like i don't want someone to feel bad for me like i don't want anyone to like have that burden like that they feel like they can't be happy or do fun things because i'm sad but that's why i think i keep a lot of stuff in because i don't want to burden anyone else with my problems but i guess that's why therapists exist (laughs) like do you feel like this when you want to bring it up to your partner or like to everyone like your friends i think everyone but in Mm -hmm. terms of like a partner like a significant other relationship a lot of times i didn't bring up things because i didn't want to seem like i was crazy or overreacting um because i don't have experience in other relationships so i was like i don't know if this is normal like i don't know what is normal but again like if it's not sitting right with you it doesn't matter what is normal right like if it bothers you then you can bring it up and then go from there but no good comes out of like bottling stuff up and so i remember i did the same thing as you like i would bottle up stuff and then it just builds and then i you know give them the silent treatment and okay this is really bad but i used to do this a lot is i would like talk to them different or act differently and i want them to notice that something's wrong with me i don't want to be the one to say like hey i'm upset like i don't want to be the first one to bring it up i want them to notice so i would like purposely like do stuff like act a certain way text a certain way like add that period to the Uh end of my sentence you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and then one day he was just like can you please stop doing this? Like, it doesn't do anything. It's not effective, right? Like, you can just tell me and we'll go from there. And so, like, it it bottles up, right? And then I would be like, oh, by the way, in the past, I was mad about this, this, and this. It's like, why (laughs) didn't you tell me when it was happening? You know, that's just, like, a disservice to everyone. And it's just a vicious cycle. (laughs) Yeah, but we have learned. Come a long way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I won't, like, if I'm upset about something, I'm not going to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to talk this through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I relate. <laughs> like, now I'm not as afraid to bring it up because it's, you know that thing where it's like, it takes so much energy to be mad at someone or something? I don't know. But it's honestly so draining being mad or upset about someone all the time. Like, it like, takes up your mental space. Like, you think about it all day and like you're anxious about xyz because of it and it's just like you don't need that in your life like just cut all that out <laughs> like go to the last step like, <laughs> cut out all those intermediate steps like no one has time for that like you're just wasting everyone's time if you do that my next red flag is if they don't show interest in what's important to you or they don't care about things that don't directly affect them so i this could be a lot of things it could be like your hobbies which i'm not saying every couple like everyone in a couple has to like the same things as their partner right you could like completely opposite things but they still have to respect what you like to do like how you spend your free time they shouldn't be like oh why do you do that it's stupid like it's a waste of time if i like it then i like it i'm not trying to waste my life you know i do it because i like it and they just have to respect that and another thing is like not caring about things that directly affect you for example like let's say you're having a bad day because i don't know you you got a parking ticket or something and it's like they don't understand why you're upset it's like dude it's just a parking ticket but if it really affects you then you need to cater to that and be aware of their emotions and just care for them like it's like well it's not my ticket then it doesn't matter or something that's not okay Mm -hmm. and yeah that's just one example that i thought of but there's so many different situations that could apply to yeah have you experienced that before um yes like a a difference in interests it's like oh why are you doing that but why should i have to explain why i want to do something in my free time right it's not like i'm slacking off at work and doing this instead or skipping school to do this it's like how i enjoy my night like how i find release like if i want to watch like a movie or a show at night like just don't worry about it like it's it's my life it's my free time like unless it's like taking away from maybe if, if it's like affecting them like if you don't ever spend time with your partner because you're always watching tv or something like that but that's different you know it's like this would be like our own alone time we're not even hanging out we're not even like calling or whatever it's like we're we're living our own lives and that's just Mm -hmm. something that they have to understand you know like i think okay i'm not saying every guy like plays video games and whatever but i think a lot of guys do and a lot of girlfriends don't like that right Mm. 
it's different if it takes away from your time like that you spend together and it affects your relationship but if they want to do that then you can't stop them right like it's not okay to say you can never play video games because i don't like it like they're allowed to do whatever they want to do if it's not really affecting the relationship yeah going off of that like i used to think like oh like as a couple like you should have all these similar interests and hobbies and like they just like hang out together and like do everything together but like it's like of, of course it's good to have like some similar interests but you guys don't have to like like the same things for everything like sometimes it's good to you know take breaks and like also people like as they get older and like grow like you're gonna have different interests and hobbies Mm -hmm. but i think there should be some willingness to try out whatever the other person wants for example like if you want to take a painting class and you ask your partner like i i really turns me off when they're if the partner were to be like no painting is stupid i hate painting like why would i do that you know that is not okay like if you really didn't like it you could respectfully turn it down like oh i'm sorry like i don't want to but maybe you can bring a friend or something and on the flip side they could be like like even if they hate painting they'd be like okay i'll join you for this one class because i know you like Mm -hmm. it and so i'll do it with you yeah and it just feels good that like when your partner supports what you're doing yeah Okay, so, Helen, how have your past Valentine's Days been? So, I feel like they've been pretty chill. Like, I see couples that, I don't know, like, they do, like, really grand gestures to show their love on Valentine's Day, but I don't know why. I've just, like, never been, like, that into it. Um, But we would, like, go out for, like, a nice dinner, yeah, just to do something. I mean, I guess it's kind of fun, like, dressing up and going out for dinner. It's not something we usually did. Would you say that you, like, actually didn't care about the occasion as much? Or are you, like, tell yourself that you don't care as much so that you're not, like, you don't have Mm -hmm. such high expectations and so then you won't be let down? Mm, You know what? Um... (laughs) 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 Okay, actually, if my partner did, like, I don't know, like, plan this whole day and, like, you know, I I would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's so hard to see all that, like, on social media or whatever and be like, oh, I don't want that. Like, oh, if that happened to me, I wouldn't care. You know, like, of course you want it and it'd be so nice to have, but sometimes that's just not reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it would, like, depend on what it is. Like, I, I see people, like, sometimes they'll, like, post gifts and stuff or, like, nice fancy restaurants Mm -hmm. that's okay but okay if you like plan this whole day of adventures yeah that would make me very happy (laughs) yeah (laughs) same so one of my past valentine's days this like ties in a couple red flags we went over Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i basically i felt like i put in a lot more effort than the other person and i was very sad and let down and I told myself that I was dumb for being sad because I had such high hopes and then the day didn't meet my expectations. And then I told myself like, well, why am I upset? Like I shouldn't have expected anything or I shouldn't care so much about this day. And I was like, oh, Valentine's Day is like a made up thing. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it, it's just like a commercialized thing. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think i'm not really sure but i think i said that i don't need anything but if you tell someone that oh i don't care if you give me a gift i don't want i don't don't need flowers or i don't need this and that like if they don't do it and i'm upset like they literally did what i told them Uh (laughs) you know like when people say like oh i don't want a gift but then you're sad that you didn't get a gift you know like don't play that game just tell it how it is and like what you want like don't play this like mind game and like test people and like just you don't need any of that and so i i think it was like very toxic i just like kept telling myself that it was my fault that i was sad like why do you care so much and you shouldn't have expected anything and so yeah it was quite a sad time but then the next day my friends got me like a card and chocolates and i literally burst into (gasps) tears when i saw that (laughs) 
And so if they're listening, I'm sure they would know who they are. <laughs> but yeah, my other friend got me a stuffed animal and I was like, wow, uh-huh. you three are like a better boyfriend <laughs> than <laughs> my boyfriend. But yeah, it was like a, I mean, like, it's fine now. Like, we joke about it. Like, was, you know how like Valentine's Day is like V-Day? Well, mm-hmm. I had a really good the next day when my friends were like treating me. <laughs> and so uh-huh. we called it W-Day. <laughs> So we're like, wow, W day is better than V day. Wait, what's W day stand for? The letter after V. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's my history of Valentine's Days because there's not that many. (laughs) Same. You know, like growing up, people would try to give us red envelopes or gifts and we had to say like, we don't want that. You don't have to give me anything. But it's yeah, just, yeah. like, like we're just taught to say that because we don't want to sound, like, I don't know, spoiled. Yeah, so moving into relationships, how do you think your parents or have they, like, influenced your experience with relationships and how you navigate through that? So I don't, like, mention, like, bits of my parents' relationship in the red flags part, but <laughs> I feel like my parents... They, they've always been, like, not very romantic. They, like, never talked about their feelings. I think maybe that's because they were always working, so they didn't have really time to think about romance. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think they ever really went on dates. Like, they didn't go on a honeymoon. Yeah, they also, like, never showed physical affection. Yeah, I, I never saw, like, any romance or, like whatever from my parents it wasn't even until college until i like saw it like they would like you know like hold hands while like driving and i was like ew (laughs) like get a room (laughs) what made them start doing that you know the there's like a term for it like empty nest syndrome i think like when you're all the kids are out of the house and it's just the parents again like you have time to like focus on each other again and i feel like that might have kindled that and like you don't have any other distractions, I guess. And they <laughs> they did have a lot more free time and, like, went on vacation and whatever, but still disgusting. <laughs> but, like, good for them. <laughs> Do you see, like, a correlation between how your parents displayed affection and your love languages now? Yes. I was good. I was just thinking, like, we're, we seem like we're exact or almost exact replicas of our parents. Like, you're so influenced by your home environment and what you see because that's all you know for when you're a kid and growing up, you know, and you're taught these things and it just seems like that is what normal is. And I honestly didn't know until college. Like, that's when mm. my world was opened up and I saw all these different perspectives and relationships. And yeah, it's not that I had a terrible, like, home environment, whatever. But, like, it's just now I know that that's not normal. And so, yeah, like, not seeing them have any... Okay, I don't know if it's just, like, a me thing also, but, like, not seeing my parents um, display affection towards each other. Like, no one hugs, you know? Like, I made it a point, like, when I, whenever I went back to college, I would hug every person in my, like, house. And my dad would literally, like, pat my back, like, no, 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 <laughs> can't do hugs. Like, I also am terrible with touching. <laughs> I think just knowing what we know and experiencing what we've experienced we can only improve on that i guess and be cognizant of when we have kids like they're like sponges you know they like absorb every little thing that they see and we do and so not that i'm gonna like do stuff (laughs) in front of my kids (laughs) okay that was weird but like i don't know just i feel like i don't even know where i'm going with this (laughs) do you feel like you think about what your parents might think when you're like dating people or like seeing potential partners or whatever like how much of an influence do they have on that okay so i feel like my parents values and my values and partner is very different like the top qualities okay i remember like when my dad was interrogating me about the guy i was talking to like his first question was how tall is he (laughs) like for me okay like I prefer someone taller than me. But it's, like, not, like, my main, like, most important criteria, you know? Yeah, but I think for my parents, it's more, like, how they look. Like, how tall they are, how much money they're making. They don't really delve deeper into, like, how they're treating me. Like, what their personality is like. 
That's a really good point. I think maybe more traditional Eastern values is that a lot of things are more superficial because family image is a really big thing, you know? Like, you don't want your kids to embarrass you, and so you don't, you want to have someone, like, respectable if your kid is gonna bring a partner into that relationship, which is in turn adding someone to the family, which, like, my parents were so against dating in high school because it's, like, you don't date around, like, just for fun, right? Because you you really have to be serious about it, like, who you pick because that's, like, a potential, like, marriage, which, yeah, like, I, I was always, like, whoa, like, people in high school, like, they date around so many people. I remember, like, this one girl forgot she dated this guy because she's dated so many people, and I was like, how do you just forget? <laughs> like, even I remember <laughs> that you they dated. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember when I was teaching at a summer camp, one of my students, she was in elementary school i think she was like a second grade or first grade and she was like talking to me about her love life she was like yeah i kissed my boyfriend's best friend and then like i'm like whoa (laughs) like this eight-year-old's love life is like more eventful than mine (laughs) you're like girl can you give me some advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) for the future (laughs) kids are wild (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like my parents, like, that's one of the reasons why they against me marrying, a like, a white person, I guess. Because they're, like, they think they don't take their relationship seriously. They're, like, divorce rates for white people are higher and stuff like that. They're, like, do you see how many customers they come in with new, like, (laughs) partners? (laughs) Yeah, I remember the first question my parents asked about my partner is, like, what? ethnicity are they right that's like very Uh important to them and then i don't know the order but it's like their job their height what their parents do like where are they from and just it's not like anything about the relationship like your emotional connection i don't even know if parents like non-asian parents ask that but like they don't you know not mine (laughs) yeah so (laughs) it, it just makes it feel like they're not concerned about that aspect right like Mm-hmm. Like, with arranged marriages, it's, like, they don't think about the compatibility and, like, if they actually like each other, it's, like, oh, well, they have, like, similar paying jobs or, like, they're from similar parts of China. Like, they'll work out, right? They just value different things. Yeah, I feel like they have this mindset where it's, like, if you live with this person long enough and, like, if you guys have money and you're, like, you have all these things, like, provided, like, there's no way you won't be happy. Yeah, that's a good point. So, do you feel like, like, do you feel like your parents, like, reactions about you dating changed before and after college? Yeah. So, to them, they told me that you can date after you graduate from college, which I would not raise my kids the same. I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but (laughs) I would not, like, restrict them because you know how it's that saying that's, like, the more strict the parents are, the more, like, secretive the kids are? right if the parents are strict and they say i don't want xyz like why would a kid be open and tell you like oh i did xyz and so there's a lack of trust or like a relationship because the kid doesn't want to tell the parents like what's going on in their life which is literally what happened to me (laughs) because okay their mindset is like focus on school in college and then date afterwards but then I talked to like some other parents and they were like, well, college is the best time to meet people because there's so many people that are like like-minded or like similar and go to the same school. And that is the time to meet people because there's so many people around you and they're all students. And I feel like when you're working, it's so much harder to my parents. I feel like because they're not focused on that emotional connection, they're like, well, you can find anyone mm-hmm. in the future as long as they're like, you know, Asian and like make a decent living, you know? But it's like, well, if we're complete strangers and have nothing in common or nothing to talk about, then, like, how's that going to go? Yeah. Yeah, so my whole family, they were also had the same mindset. They were like, don't date until you're done with school. I don't know if they were like, yeah, I guess they just didn't trust that I could balance school and relationships. And also, they don't think that relationships for college would last. And so I feel like... They thought that it would be really easy for me to just find someone at work or something. But, like, I don't think, like, I can't imagine dating a coworker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Aren't there, like, rules about that or against that in a lot of places? Yeah. So I was video calling my grandma and she was like, are there any Chinese people where you work? I'm like, nope. (laughs) I work with all, like, everyone I work with is white. She's like, oh. 
<laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> did not plan for this. Yeah, I feel like growing up, I just like really didn't like my parents for not letting me date because I think I was like the only person in my school that I knew that couldn't date. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had like another Asian friend that couldn't date. But yeah, I, it just didn't make any sense to me because like all my other friends, they were doing completely fine in school and they were dating. So it's like living proof to me that it's fine. And it's like it didn't matter how many times I told my parents. I think they're st- so stuck in their values and like not willing to listen. Like you can show them the facts and they won't look at it or see it or hear you or like mm-hmm. they don't care. And yeah, they're just very set in their ways. Yeah, like since we knew it wasn't true because like our friends are doing fine, like it just makes it easier for us to not feel bad about going behind their back. <laughs> yeah, I think a- also a lot of it is like our parents, maybe they see their friends or other family members, they raise their kids the same way, they all share the same values. So you don't want to seem like the outsider, like being that one parent to let their kids date and maybe others might they're afraid others might look down upon them. There's just a lot of Eastern values, a lot of collectivism. <laughs> yeah, everyone I know that like was allowed to date, they were. It's like you, and then I had like this other like Vietnamese family friend, and then it's just frustrating because I also know like my brother is like fine for him, like he could date whoever he wanted. Oh yes, we love a good double standard. <laughs> yeah, it just felt very unfair, like. I feel like they didn't want me to date because it's also, like, bad if, I don't know, if I'm, like, going to potentially marry another FJ family and and they find out I have, like, prior boyfriends, like, maybe it makes me look bad, like, I'm not here. So maybe my parents were, like, worried about that. Maybe one day when we're married, we can interview them and ask all these questions, like, why this, why that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Episode (laughs) 5000. Yeah, because I want to know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode of So Yellow. Tune in next week as we further discuss this topic of relationships and parents and families. And so we hope you enjoyed our discussion on relationships. And if you want to chat with us, find us on IG or Facebook at So Yellow. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love if you left a rating or review. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of our future episodes. Until next time. Bye. Bye.